In a world where there are many sports podcasts, one stands above them all. Three teams, two leagues, one dream. It's Triple Threat with your hosts, Jeremiah, Eric, and Sam. And they only have one question for you. Are you ready for some football? All right. What is up, guys? We are back. And it's and it's been a crazy week so far, and the week's only about halfway over. Yeah, man. It's getting dumb. I am super annoyed with one team in particular, but we'll get to that. Hey, well, there's a there's a lot to break down today, guys. A lot. A there is huge amount of news came breaking in today from Adam Schefter. Some of his Shefty bombs. Yeah. Break down the biggest one, Eric. Should we break down the biggest ones? Ah, we'll break them down a little to big. How okay. about that? So. Let's start with the smallest ones. I've got a list of everything that happened. So, <clears throat> I'd say the smallest thing that happened is it's between Kansas City re-signing Josh Gordon. Oh. Yeah, that just happened before we started the episode. Wow, that's, yeah, okay, that's big. Because they can pave ways for future decisions because... Like at wide receiver, there have been a lot of question marks there. You've argued for – you've clawed and just like every episode, you have told us straight out that the Chiefs should give this man more targets. So we'll see if that happens in the future with Byron Pringle and I think Demarcus Robinson on free agency. Yeah. We'll see if they give him the ball more. And we'll see how this this goes with their limited cap space in free agency and the draft. Yeah, I feel like it'll be interesting. Also, speaking of which, um, I am working on my uh, second iteration of my mock draft right now since the combine's over. need to work on mine, too. Thank you for telling me that, Eric. Thank you for telling me. The combine's already been here and gone, guys, and I want to tell you, just real quick, my top three players that I had from that combine, like the biggest names Whoa. we thought of. Yeah. Go ahead, Eric. Sorry, did you say something? No, I didn't. I was just saying, whoa. Yeah. So, more news. More news. So, for those who did not see, a 304-pound behemoth of a person this past weekend run a blazing – or 4.7840, which is insane for someone that size. It's 6.7. You uh, you did not uh, – Jordan I, Davis. Jordan Davis, people. This man, if he does not go in the top 15, I do not know what is wrong with GMs out there. I mean, for crying out loud, th- there's teams that are drooling over this player right now. I mean, a big dude like that ran that fast and how powerful he is, how he mauls people on the trenches. Whether that's George, whether that's Alabama, whether that's Michigan, whether that, whoever it was, he mauled them. I mean, you could look at Arkansas. I mean, best running, about one of the top running teams in the country. They shut him, they shut that team down in the Georgia Bulldogs. That wasn't Woo! just 
Davis, but I mean, hey, they had a heck of a team, and that's not the only Georgia Bulldog that ran fast. Oh, I mean, hey, but anyway, that was my top player. I'm not gonna say top three, just top player. You talking about Jordan Davis? Yeah, that dude. He was the dude is a beast. Dude is a beast. I I would love to see him KC, but hey, yeah, I'd love to see him KC. All right. And I guess anyway, we'll move on to other stuff that happened. Before we get on the bunny trail. <laughs> yeah. Don't go too far down the bunny trail. Okay. You got All right. It. So, besides that, we got New England cutting by Kyle Vannoy. Okay. That is actually big because I thought he was one of their kind of captain go-to players on the defensive side, you know. Had that to be. Kind of like uh, – <laughs> I guess you could say Matt Judon and kind of like that linebacker. Uh, oh, my goodness. I'm trying to think. The the guy that's been there for years. Um, oh, I think I know who you're talking about. I can't he, place him. He came from Alabama, I think. But, yeah. Uh, like I said, I know who you're talking about. I just can't place him right now. Hightower. That's who I'm trying to think. Dante Hightower, yeah. Anyway, he's kind of like that kind of role player, kind of linebacker that gets everyone lined up just how they need to be, you know. Yeah. But anyway, um, uh, get back on subject. I think this is a big move for the Patriots because it also signals, it it, it shows signs of them planning on something else. For the matter of fact, that they're letting J.C. Jackson walk without getting a franchise tag on him, which he said he was willing to take the franchise tag. They were not willing to give it to him. Yeah. Which is another Bill Belichick way. Uh, that's just how he runs things. Wh- whoever that ass that you can point to that he's done that to. There's countless players. There's plenty. But, uh, I I don't know who they could go for. They need a receiver. Who is good enough to get in free agency? There's all like like top end receiver. Like Devontae's already been signed. Chris, yeah. he's got a tag on. Chris Godwin got a tag on him. Mike. William, oh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm breaking down too much. I'm breaking no, down too much. No, you're good. So, basically, well, I guess we'll move on to franchise tags. There's been a lot. Yeah, that, that was my bad. I kind of broke into that one, Eric. No, you're good. So, so basically, like you said, Devontae Adams been franchise tagged. Chris Godwin's yeah. been franchise tagged. And then you got um <clears throat> some other ones. You got Jesse Bates. Yeah, he got he got franchise tagged, too. And then, and then Chiefs, Orlando Brown, Jr. Woo! Which which is a big one because it was either him or Tyron Matthew and mm, no offense I, to Tyran, but we gave up a first for Orlando Brown and he really yeah. did really well this season. Yeah, and I mean, hey, he's younger, so I think that kind of gave him the like, you know, which side the needle pointed towards more, I guess you could yeah. say. For the franchise tag. And Tyran, that is no Disregarding the man whatsoever, he is an awesome team leader for the t- the Chiefs. Yeah. He was exactly what they needed when they did when they pushed for the Super Bowl in back to back years, three years or well two three years ago. Where, and he was that main focal point on defense that they needed that backbone that they hadn't had for who knows how long. They hadn't had it for years. Losing him. That is that is big because now all you have is the up and coming Nick Bolton 
and Chris Jones. And don't stop disregarding every, anyone else, but like those are your three stars. Those, those are your two stars right there. Like yeah. every, key pieces, but even key pieces will get roasted or burnt here and there. Like Mike Hughes, he was an okay sign, but like that. Yeah. <laughs> in the championship, no, the divisional round against the Bills, that's all you needed to know. No, we don't want to talk about that. It's Gabriel Davis, and um, not disregarding the man either, but, I mean, he's not getting 200 yards. Can I just say something real quick? Like, I don't know if he's ever got 100 plus. I I don't know. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. <clears throat> um, I called it. I knew Gabriel Davis would be this good. Just saying. Ooh. I told you that last season. Ooh. Taking hot takes over now. It's not hot takes. What he did against the Colts last season in the playoffs, I predicted he would do again. And he broke the re- he, he broke yeah. the record for uh, touchdown catches in a championship game. Or in a uh, playoff game. I'll tell you, he uh, he... He broke out. He really did. And it raises another good point. The Chiefs, they've been up and down all year, but they've been good against bad teams. And against good teams, they have been torched, absolutely demolished, with or without Tyron Matthew. And that is, that is, that may have been something that was signaling, hey, Maybe Tyron isn't the piece that we need to stop this this leak or gap in a certain way. Maybe, maybe it needs to be a corner that can shut them down instead of a safety kind of hybrid guy playing back in, kind of in the slot a little, maybe in yeah. the line position. <clears throat> Don't get me wrong, he was great at that, but like, <clears throat> I mean, The corner and the scheme fit, I think I think that our defensive coordinator, Spagnola, throughout the year, he had his ups and his downs, but it seemed like he had a lot of downs. So yeah. it's just I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I'm just glad he didn't let Jamar Chase get another two hundred yard game in that championship game. Exactly. Whether or not won it or lost. I'm just glad he did not allow that because then everybody would like fire Vic Fangio or I say Vic Fangio. I mean Spagnola's fire. Fire Vic Fangio. Fire. Yeah, fire Vic Fangio. Oh wait, he's already been fired. Fire whoever. No, yeah. anyway. Fire everyone. <laughs> no, nah. but so, anyways, back to my point. Does with that signing of uh, Josh Gordon, it, yes. the they have an interesting offseason. They have a lot of key pieces that they could use to push for a potential trade, maybe? Yes. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe a potential free agent signing if they decide to cut Frank Clark, which would save them like 12 to $15 million in cap space, which Jeez. would get them a good player in this free agency class, like a Harold Landry, which is a 25-year-old defensive end who had like 12 plus sacks, I think, this year. 10 plus sacks, I know. Yeah. He's a good sure. And 
Honestly, I think the Chiefs thought they were going to get the same of Frank Clark, like that 14-sack season he had with the Seahawks. I think 14-plus, 15-somewhere in there. But he didn't ever really show it, and so yeah. I'm actually surprised, honestly. I mean, besides his postseason showings where he, he did good, I mean, it's just I'm surprised they haven't cut him already, honestly. And, I mean, I really respect the man, but, you know, He's, he's not one to be paid that much with the production he has, I guess is what I'm saying. And he has been a key piece on the edge. And, I mean, he he's like the only one besides Frank or Chris Jones in the interior at pass rush. But he was he was not worth $15 million. That's just my opinion. I mean. Yeah, he wasn't. <sighs> but, All right. Bunny trail, guy. Bunny trail. Yeah. So far down. But you know what? That's fine. You take that's what it. makes these episodes interesting. That's right. That's right. So, anyway, um, this has also been a very, like, capital. This is very. I don't know how to explain this. For some reason, tight ends are a big focal point this offseason. Oh, and I don't know why. That's a good point. And why? I don't know. Like, wow. for example, Cleveland franchise tag David Njoku. Okay. They are annually paying him, which is just one year on the franchise tag, but they're paying him more than Austin Hooper, if I'm not mistaken. Well, then get rid of Austin Hooper. Well, it, it doesn't make any sense, though, because Austin Hooper's been their main focal point on offense. Yeah. Well, actually, they run a two tight end set usually. Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, Najoku didn't have over 500 receiving yards. He only had four receiving touchdowns. Had like 30 catches. Why? Why are you franchise tagging him? It sounds like because he is so good. He has such a good talent space. And honestly, I will say this. Honestly, he does though. He does. Yeah, I will say this though. If they switched him from tight end to receiver. That would be a key point. That would be the perfect thing for him. Like, get rid of Rashard Higgins, put him at wide receiver three. Just, he could do it. I mean, he could. He's athletically gifted. I just – does he have the route running techniques to be good enough? I mean, he's your jump ball guy, obviously, because he's like yeah. six five plus or something. But you, you know what I'm trying to get at. I mean, I'm, Yeah, I like, know. He's, he's slow, but he's like big, tall, you know. At a tight end position, if he was sent to any other team, he's a top fifteen player, I guess. I mean, in the tight end in the NFL right now, I would say because yeah. he's talent to be there. Speaking he's, of top fifteen tight ends, ooh, as I said, there have been a lot of franchise tags for tight ends, and someone that hasn't missed that party is Miami tagging Mike. Ooh. Yeah, that that one was actually more predicted because he was a good focal point to their offense besides Waddle. Yeah, and Parker. And Parker. Well, Parker had a down year, I think, last year. But well, Tua has he, more connect. Tua can connect easier with Jalen for some reason. Yeah, yeah, and I mean he didn't have the best offensive line, so I mean, right? Because they're all young and they're late round picks, so I mean you got to give them some slack, more developing time, but. I think they could be a player for some offensive line this free agency class in a week or so. Yeah. Throwing some 
hot takes out there that everyone else, yeah, their dog have been predicting. <laughs> well, wasn't but the last tight end to get the franchise tag is actually one I'll bring up later because uh, this is the one team that I want to talk about in length because they confuse me. Oh, so. You wouldn't be had perchance be talking about the Dallas Cowboys, would you? You wouldn't be talking about Jerry Jones, would you? Ah, don't say that name. From Arkansas, would it hurts. you? <laughs> oh my! God. Let me explain why this hurts. So, basically, let's just get off with the rants already. Let me just get this rant off real quick. So, apparently Dallas is trying to trade or trade away Amari Cooper, and if they don't get a trade, they're going to cut him. Then there's rumors that they're cutting Demarcus Lawrence. No. 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 Why? Yes, I get that they reworked Dak and Zach Martin's contract, and maybe that will save Amari and Demarcus Lawrence. But no, why? What? And I don't get in this NFL today. I get that players they they work their their rear ends off to get to to be good, you know, for every franchise and to get money for their family, basically, and, you know, get them out of a certain state or whatnot, especially when you're drafted. That's, like, the breaking point because you first get that big contract or or first check, basically, right. and you're like, wow. And then you're working for more so then you can actually have a good future for your family. Exactly. But at the same time, if you're wanting to have a good future – in the NFL, where you will end up having a good future in your life, basically, mm-hmm. why would you take as a quarterback? Because quarterbacks are the only ones making thirty plus mil, it seems right now. Why would you take a contract that is thirty five, forty, fifty million dollars? Like I think Aaron Rodgers, his is a what? four-year, $200 million contract that he just signed with the Green Bay Packers. Why? around there. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that here in a little bit. But why? You put yourself and your team in a cap space conundrum. Yep. That's the way I could put it. And I get that it's expanding every other year. But, like, seriously, it's not expanding by, like, $50 million or whatnot. It's, like, going, like, $10, 20000000 million. What? You're, you're putting your team – in a tight space. Yeah. Like, really. Because you're not trying to help them build around you to make you and everyone else better and your team get to the promised land or the championship or the Super Bowl. Yeah. You're just limiting them. Limiting them. Exactly. You're limiting them. The biggest thing that confuses me about this entire situation is they're either going to trade or cut Amari. Yeah, they're okay. gonna. There's rumors that they're gonna cut Demarcus Lawrence. That okay? So, and then Demarcus's that one I actually seem more predictable. But Amari Cooper, you're trying to sign Michael Gallup. I've heard that they've yeah. been talking. Yeah, they're keeping Michael Gallup. What? What? Cooper. 
No, no, okay, okay. You're cutting you're gonna okay, so imagine this. You're gonna keep Gallup over Cooper. Yes. You're gonna keep CeeDee Lamb over Cooper. Now CeeDee Lamb, he's not really a part of this because he he's still a rookie contract. But I mean he's a good oh, yeah, But I mean like I I keep CeeDee Lamb over Amari Cooper. But Michael Gallup, a guy that hasn't no, had well, okay. a fully healthy season in ever since he was drafted in twenty eighteen. You're okay. keeping an injury prone jump ball receiver yeah. over Amari Cooper, who oh, is somewhat inconsistent, yeah. but still stays so, on the field. He's he's the number one receiver for Dallas. He's the number one receiver for Dallas. I will bluntly tell you that. Blunt I will tell you right now, he's the number one receiver. And that's why everyone else was good because they could do they could catch the ball a lot easier, make better what what are better routes and get more open, get more separation because everyone's more focusing on Mari Cooper. Right. And that was Cedric Wilson, CeeDee Lamb, Michael yeah. Gallup, whoever you want to say. CeeDee Lamb now, okay, first of all, I just want to say this real quick. The reason I yeah. wouldn't take CeeDee Lamb over Mari is because CeeDee is a very good number two. I wouldn't say number one because he he thrives, as I've seen so far, as a number two that has a number one there. And, you know, you know right. one, he's a better number two punch than a number one punch, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes complete sense. That's why I, that's why I say that. But And, I mean, he's younger, so, I mean, you could make the argument that you take CD over Amari because he has more time to develop. But, I mean, still, like, why, why would you do that? Oh, and so – I'm actually getting breaking news right now that came out just 10 minutes ago. What is it? The the Titans. Oh, yeah, I wrote that down. You wrote that down? Okay, never mind. We'll say that for a little bit, guys. Yeah, I was going to say. I was going to add the the full-length contracts a little later. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. We'll get into that. Sorry, Eric. No, you're good. You're just jumping the gun a tiny bit. Back to the Cowboys, guys. It's just um, – and no. can I say the most confusing part of this entire ordeal? Go ahead. Go ahead. You're going to trade, and if not – and if you're unable to trade, you're going to cut Cooper. What? Why would you cut him? Why I, you... I don't know, but they've already said it. They've said they're searching for trades, and if they can't find anyone to trade for him, they're cutting him. Hey, bring him over here. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Maybe he'll take a pay cut. We'll take him. We'll I mean, take a giant. We've got way too many speed receivers. No offense, Tyreek and McColl, but we need a jump ball receiver. Get there. Yeah, I mean, hey, he would thrive with Tyreek. Tyreek would thrive with him. Kelsey. I know. Doesn't even need them. I mean, he would thrive on his own. want to see it. You'd love to see it. And everyone oh. in the NFL. Oh. You know, you know, everyone in the NFL wouldn't shut up because they'd just be like, well, why are you guys hog- hogging all the best receivers? Or something like that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a haters in the Kansas City, and I mean, there's a lot of reasons for that. But hey, yeah. whatever. Anyway, so you're going to trade and trade or, or cut Amari Cooper. There's no in between, and there's rumors that you're going to cut Demarcus Lawrence. Wow. But the most confusing move is wow. after announcing all of this, they go out and they franchise tag. Yeah, their yeah, I- backup tight end in Dalton Schultz. I don't why he's solid. He's solid. And 
for those who do not remember the time after Jason Witten retired, that two or three year span when the Cows, Dallas Cowboys were horrendous. I mean, they couldn't it now it seemed this way. It just it seemed like they couldn't catch a cold. Like yeah. I don't I don't know if what it was, but they had a lot of backup wide receivers and tight ends out there, including Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz that they have now out there and hadn't developed yet. And so they're playing with a potential superstar in Dak Prescott after he came off that season where he led the Cowboys 12-4, 13-3 or whatever it was. And right. They were all big until they met the Packers and lost because Aaron Rodgers right. threw some dimes and kicked to win and made, let them win. They won the game by kicking the game winning field goal. And yeah. um, it's just they they started a shift after they traded for Amari Cooper. What the heck? After they traded for Amari Cooper with a first round pick, that's kind of where everything. Am I? My brain hurts. Uh oh! Did they do something? No, Dallas didn't do anything. Okay, good. Wait, Why hold is on. Seattle doing everything. Hold on, before before we jump to that, I know I'm not going to. I'm not going to. But but good. but something oh. just happened and it's taking my attention. Hold on, I'll write this down. Okay, I'm sorry. There's so okay. much happening. Okay, guys, this is a huge day. It is a humongous day. Huge, huge. Anyway, Did they release him or cut him? They released him. I don't think Sammy's gonna like this. Oh no! Don't tell me. Okay, hold on. We're just we're gonna we're gonna. Okay, I have a feeling who it is, but we're not gonna get that. Okay, bring him over to us, though. (laughs) Anyway, we'll take everyone. It ain't okay. I I I guarantee I know the players, but we're we're not gonna definitely do. Anyway, we're gonna move on. Um, basically, what I want to say is. You're getting rid of Amari Cooper. You're getting rid of Demarcus Lawrence. Two very consistent players. Yeah. And then you turn around and you franchise tag your backup tight end. And he is a backup because Blake Jarwin is their starter whenever he's healthy. But yeah. where is the logic? I'm sorry. I know hey. Dalton Schultz is good. Don't get me wrong. Hey. I know he's good. He's proven hey. it. But why? You you play quality but cheap football. I'm just playing. Not really. That don't make no sense whatsoever. It doesn't. It, it, it. It's Jerry Jones, guys. It's Jerry Jones. It's him. I keep saying this every oh. year, but this he man has... needs to retire, hand down the team, or sell it. I listen. It's been like that ever since he fired Jimmy Johnson. He's just had that kind of quirky mentality. Like, everything before that was fine. Don't but... don't say he has a quirky mentality. The man has dementia. Hey, 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 he's not as bad as Bo Jiden, so we're not going to go that far. Well, here's the thing, though. He's I... close. He's, I... he he's... rides the line every year. He's close. I mean, hey, he wasn't the te- he wasn't the Texas team that gave away a top five receiver for a second David Johnson and like a fifth round pick. So hey, fair enough. Hey, hey. anyway, 
So let's move on away from Dallas before I have another freaking uh, before my head explodes. Yeah, think about it. Anyway, um, so aside from those cutting, we have excuse me. um, We also have one big thing. Well, besides Cincinnati franchise tagging Jesse Bates, which really makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, um, Jeremiah, I feel like you will relate to this one. And I want to get your opinion on it. Okay. You know, as an Atlanta fan. Oh, boy. So, did you hear about the NFL and Atlanta Falcons are suspending our good friend Calvin Ridley for betting on NFL games during the 2021 season? Okay. So, hear me out. I've heard a lot of sides, maybe all sides, to this argument. Do I think it was too much? Yes. Do I think it was wrong? No. Do I think the NFL sometimes seems like a contradicting organization that is just full of a bunch of hypocrites? Yes. Now, let me make this point. Someone made this point earlier that it was right because, I mean, you can make the point like, yes, they allow gambling or they support it and, you know, they're part of um, its marketing process and whatnot. They allow other fans to do it, but you cannot do it as a player. You can do it in sport, but you cannot do it in that sport you play in. And this goes for if you're drinking alcohol at a game or doing drugs or so on and so forth. Well, here's my question. It's, it's, It's just rules and guidelines. Yeah, I know, and it's ridiculous. When did this get instated, first off? I know a lot of people have in the past, but the thing is, like, there's one big glaring problem with this, and I don't know if there's a gray area or not, but a lot of football players play fantasy football. And you can yeah. bet on games. So that's that's another problem. That is something I kind of do not get whatsoever. And Calvin wasn't even betting for his team to lose, which he was which which you would think if, hey, the best receiver for the Falcons right now, because Julio's gone at this right. point. They have literally Kyle Pitts, and that's it. And he's not uh, there. Russell Gage. Russell Gage, okay, well, Kyle Pitts is like the upcoming star right now at tight end. Kyle Pitts and Russell Gage, and that's all they really had. Oh, Cordell Patterson, but other than that, yeah. He's more that running back kind of army knife, but I mean, he can still catch. He can still catch. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not. Anyway, but moving on. But yeah, anyway, why would, I I just, I I get it if you're like, hey, I'm the Dolphins and I'm paying Brian Flores to lose 10,000, paying him $10,000 to lose, and which that argument has been made against this. Like, wow, players get suspended for a year for betting 1500 dollars on a gambling on, or on one game gambling you know yeah or, or bet or I should not say gambling sorry betting and then you've got owners out there that are doing that junk where they're literally paying to lose which is somewhat like betting so that they can get a good pick so that they can get a good player 
right. which is not right so ever, which if it is true, which I don't know if it is or not, and if I'm not mistaken, I think John Gruden is using some of Brian Flores' lawsuits in his as well against the NFL, which is an interesting aspect. But that's a bunny trail. But that's a bunny trail. Sorry, guys. Um, You're good. It's just I, I don't like it. I don't like it for that aspect. I don't think it should be a year. Yeah, I do not all it should be a year. That's that's not a okay. It's it's iffy. It's because it's like it's it's it makes sense from the fact if well hey you could make the same aspect for where the NFL, like I said earlier, makes is is a sponsor for like beer and alcohol and all that stuff. If you let this pass then you're also saying that you can get away with a little bit of alcohol and beer here and there, which is also the case with exception. And then eventually, it's just the inevitable. It becomes a snowball and piles up, and it gets bigger and bigger where everybody's drinking, doing alcohol, drugs, and all. everyone's betting on games. So, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's a good fact for making rules and sticking by them, but you cannot – you cannot – you have to be – very, I guess you could say, diverse in right. this judgment process. If you're the NFL, I don't like the NFL because I think they're they're screwy sometimes. They're really screwy, and I just anyway. That's another topic for another time. But hey, yeah, it's just I feel like in in my gut it was too soon, but right. then I don't feel wrong. But then I kind of feel like some aspects of it is wrong, but. For the majority of the punishment, I don't think it's wrong. Yeah, in some aspects you could make some nitpicky argument. I, I say, I should say, some things about it I do not like, especially about the year. Maybe you go half a year, which would be, which would be more plausible. Because if you do like a game or two, then everybody's like, "Well, heck, just a game." Yeah, I, I bet and win a bunch of money and just miss one game, which would pay me like. Not even a million dollars, or so on and so forth. I mean, depending on what kind of player you are. Yeah. But I just, I, I think, I think it would be more plausible if it was like half a year or something. I, I just don't like the whole year. Yeah. I just don't. I'll say and this: my biggest thing with this is, okay, it is quite a bit of an over of like an overreaction yeah. in it's some an, aspects. Kind of a over punishment would you say yeah slightly over but like yeah part of me i will say does get where they're coming from because you look at it it does look kind of suspicious it's not exactly the same but i will compare it to kind of the way the deshaun watson case looks right now and i'm not going to get into that but i'm just saying as a you know kind of a comparison basically it's kind of the same thing from a certain point of view does look a little bit weird because you got to remember Kelvin Ridley was out for the season for the remainder of the season with mental issues and yeah. he wanted to take some time away to focus on them and yeah. then all of a sudden it comes out that he was betting on NFL games while he was while he was gone for yeah. his quote unquote mental issues yeah so in that sort of way I get where the NFL is coming from in that aspect alone. It mm-hmm. does look kind of screwy. It does. 
you know, and I just, I don't want to point fingers in either direction because we don't know the specifics, but it's like, you know, both sides have some sort of merit to their story. Yeah. Like I said, it's like the Deshaun Watson case, you know, the amount of women that came up, came forward at the beginning was actually kind of suspicious for Deshaun. But then the overflow of like 80 something women just look kind of screwy on the part of the women. You know, it's two sides that both don't look entirely truthful. It just, I don't know. It's like, I can't come to a clean conclusion at the moment. Yeah, I totally agree. It's but, just, it, it just, it has to be a little like, like, let's say a year down the road. That's when we can fully analyze the subject or what happened and make a logical conclusion on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's basically where I'm at with you. Like, seriously. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I think we're going to go ahead and move to commercial break, and then we'll come back and talk about everything else. All right. See See y'all in a minute. And we're back from break, brought to you by Anchor, the best and only way to use to make a podcast. That's right. Don't forget it. All right. So we're going to move straight into it. We got good old Sam in here. In the building. Heck yeah. And we've got something very special for you, Sammy. Are you ready to hear it? No, but let's do this. Okay, well, just a few (laughs) minutes ago, we got a very interesting release uh, notice in Mm. Seattle. Wow. And I I figured you'd get a kick out of it, and I want to see your reaction to it. I have a feeling I know who it is. Sammy? I'm going to say, Sam, who do you... Oh, yeah, definitely DK. No, it wasn't. Anyway, Sammy, (laughs) how do you feel that just under 10, actually, no, more than 10 minutes ago, Seattle Seahawks reportedly released middle linebacker Bobby Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner, I knew it. I knew it. How do you feel? (laughs) Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Does this mean they're tanking now? No. Bobby Swags is out. Yep. Uh, does this? Well, okay. I want to know why do you think it's not? Why do? Why do you think it doesn't mean they're not tanking now? Because they, <laughs> they, they are in a slight rebuild right now. But here's the yeah. thing: they yeah, are slight. on track to have one of the greatest teams we will see for the next five to ten years because of a. Uh, a um, something that's coming up later. Oh, they're trading Jamal Adams to uh, the... <clears throat> no, uh, they're trading someone, but we're not going to talk about that at the moment. Okay, okay, anyway. Um, so Sammy, what are your thoughts on them releasing Bobby Wagner? Um, very depressing. Go to the Chiefs, let's go, please, baby. Please, please, Bobby Swag, if he has don't... any sense. Don't, don't come to Kansas City. Okay, hang on, hang on a second. Please don't screw the, up your career. The top three teams I have, I you want him to go to, is either maybe the Cardinals, the Chiefs, yeah, definitely, the Cardinals. definitely the Chiefs. 
two linebacker needs. This next one's hard. This next one's hard. I don't. I. What team needs a linebacker like that? That has cap space. Maybe Chargers. Maybe Chargers. Would he go to the Chargers? Maybe. I mean that makes sense. They do have a lot of cap space, but I think they maybe save it for Justin Herbert. But I mean, hey, they could. They could. I. I don't know that. Wow. Yep. That is. Big news, because Bobby, he could Dude, take a pay cut. Sued. And like we say, go to contending team like the Chiefs. Yeah. Also, Sammy, there is someone that got traded today. and Well, there have been reports, and it hasn't been completely finalized, but um, he's a great player, and I think you really like him. <laughs> Uh-oh. I think you know who it is. Uh-oh. <laughs> Jeremiah, do you know? <laughs> it wouldn't be a certain frustrated quarterback frustrated with his team because he was frustrated with his offensive line, which his name is Russell. No. Yes, it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, we're going to write. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we'll get into that later because I have a few things to say about that. I have some things to say, too. Oh. Uh-oh. What do you want to say? Oh, yeah. That's all you got to say? Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, it is – Um, it's it's a good boost for the Broncos because now they actually have a quarterback since Peyton Manning that will compete and play at a level that John Elway likes. So, hey, that's all yeah. that matters in the end, doesn't we'll it? We'll see. I'm Maybe. Playing. Well, hey. They've got a good defense. I mean, yeah, Vic Vangio. I no, he got fired. They've got uh the former Green Bay Packers quarterback Nathaniel or Nathaniel Hackett. 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 Uh, anyway, moving on from that subject. Uh, well, do you want to talk more about Russell Wilson, Eric, or do you want to move on? In a minute, we'll talk about some of the signings that happened across the league. Oh, that's a good good point. Very quick and very easy. So basically, one of the lesser um, signings is well, there's actually no lesser signings. They've very they've been very substantial signings. Dang, oh. that's uh, we got we got uh, Los Angeles Chargers earlier today signed Mike Williams to a three year sixty million dollar extension. Ooh, that's okay. um, that's yeah, I, I'd say first off. That's like what twenty million a year. Yeah, that is, in my opinion, a little bit of an overpay. Well, yeah. depending on how much was guaranteed. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It may be closer to about fifteen, maybe ten. Yeah, it, it's maybe maybe twenty, maybe yeah. twenty. Talking, but no. Speaking actually, of but, guaranteed yeah. money, we'll get to that in a minute. But you know, oh, I hate the guaranteed sort of thing. All yeah, right, cut them, you don't get no space. So. <laughs> Yeah, and then you got just oh. just before Seattle released Bobby Wagner. In a, in fact, about ten to fifteen minutes before, uh, Tennessee has signed Harold Landry that's, to a five year, eighty seven point five million dollar extension. That's that's pretty big because now there's not a lot of players that are young or good in the free agency class. So exactly, yep, and then. The biggest re-signing of the day. Green Bay 
has officially re-signed Aaron Rodgers to a four-year, $200 million contract. 200. Well, what? Yeah. Yeah. With the, with, with, get this, 153 million of that 200 million guaranteed. Gosh. Okay, hold on, hold on. Gosh. Wait, what? (laughs) Yep. Bro. I, I don't get that because they, okay, listen, before this deal was worked out, with Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers' current deal, which was paying him like thirty, they were under the cap by twenty or more million dollars, and they didn't create a lot of space. So how is it possible that they got this deal done? I still do not understand this. I don't know. Wait, what? <laughs> exactly, dude. That is insane, though. I'm so confused. Who are they paying so much and they money got, besides Aaron Rodgers? And they got Devontae Adams back on the franchise tag. How? I don't know. I don't get where they're getting this money from. It must be coming out of the community's paycheck. They're like, hey, we're good. Let's keep it. No. Pretty much. I don't know. Technically, the ownership's managed by the community. So, But right. anyway, go ahead. There's no telling where this money comes from. But in all honesty... It kind of shocked me, too. Yeah. I don't know. Part of me is just like, first off, four years, $200 million. Where is money coming from, like you said? And secondly, why would you guarantee him three quarters of it? Why? It's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the well, dude. I know it's Aaron Rodgers, but the dude's already expressed frustration. Yeah, what? You realize he could take that 153 mil and run halfway through the season before the trade deadline, right? Yeah, he could. And then you're out 153 million. Well, he could make the exception, and I think that would cancel out them taking a pay cut or whatever, and then right that 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 would that would save them money. I think that's how it works, but. If they traded him on their own will, that would cost some money. Maybe. But still, I think, yeah. I, why would they do that? And how does that matter? No. <laughs> and we all know that as soon as Nathaniel Hackett moved to Denver, that was going to be the place that Aaron Rodgers went. And even that's, Nathaniel Hackett wanted Aaron Rodgers there. So yeah. that's, what, that's what I thought, too. Aaron Rodgers was talking about. So much Nathaniel Hackett up so much and stuff like this, that... but sadly it didn't happen. Green Bay holds on to Aaron Rodgers for at least another year. I mean, hey, unless though. he forces his way out. Hey, Broncos, would you rather have Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson? Apparently, Russell Wilson, because that's what they did. Yeah, and I mean, let's hey... talk about the Kings' ransom they gave up. I oh mean, hey, gosh. they could have gave up more. They could have. could have, but that's ridiculous how much they gave up in the first <laughs> yeah. place. Okay. Listen, I thought that honestly, from what I've heard, they could have gave up two first and maybe like Bradley Chubb. Good Lord. And that's somehow. That's not a King's ransom. That's less than what they gave up. No, no, no. I'm just saying like on top of what they have, they could have like taken out Shelby Harris right. and then put Bradley Chubb. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, it could be. Oh. Okay. Well, I mean, that's a little bit more than I expected, but like, 
Here's no, that, the thing. That, that's let's, like, talk, let's talk about the Russell Wilson trade. Okay. Because that's a big thing. Yeah. Oh, it hurts. It can't be finalized until March 16th at the start of the new season. So, sadly, you know, we won't get confirmation. They still haven't ran it by Russell Wilson. And he yeah, has yeah. to ha- and he has to have a physical. So those three things have to happen before this trade goes through. But until it does, we have the specifics on how the trade is going to go down. Yeah. So basically what's going to happen is in the Russell Wilson trade, Denver gets Russell Wilson from the Seahawks pick this season. <clears throat> in exchange, Seattle gets two first-round picks, two second-round picks, a fifth-round pick, Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, and Noah Fant. Good. Also, you think about it, though, technically they could have got three first-round picks if you count Noah Fant as a former first-round and three second-rounds and Drew Locke being a former second-round as well. So, I mean, hey, that is that's crazy, and that and this year's top ten pick is one of those first round picks as well, and then you got also like a top second round pick as well. That's that's pretty crazy. Yep, the Seahawks, and if they had their first round pick this year, which they traded away for Jamal Adams, they would have been they would have been pretty pretty set, I think. Yep. They would have been. Here's what I will say, though. <clears throat> this trade reminds me of the time back in the mid-80s. <laughs> <laughs> this trade reminds me of an old trade back in the mid-80s. Did you youngins ever heard of Herschel Walker? <laughs> Herschel who? Yeah. <laughs> Herschel. Anyway. Long story short, everyone and their mother and father know, and their grandmother and grandfather know about the Herschel Walker trade. And this is the Herschel Walker trade (laughs) 2.0. Yeah. Because, good lord. (laughs) That's a lot. It's ridiculous. Like, if you look at, here's the thing. If you compare the Herschel Walker trade to the Russell Wilson trade side by side, there's not much difference. Basically, back at back then, Minnesota gave up a first, a third, a fifth, and about five key play, or about five players in exchange for Herschel Walker, and I believe a f- oh. fourth. Yeah, but they gave up like four first round picks, three or four. Good I think. Lord, yeah. They no, gave- not back then. Not back then. Basically, what happened was the Vikings gave up a first, a third, and a fifth, and five players. That Je- that um, Jimmy Johnson flipped I, for three more first rounders, two more third rounders, and a cup and a sixth and a seventh, I believe. Okay, and Come that on. in turn built their dynasty for um, the nineties. Okay, because with those picks, he got Troy Aikman, he got uh, Emmett Smith, I think he got Larry Allen, and Michael Irvin. So basically, he took all those picks and created a dynasty. Whereas Minnesota got a half-beaten and bruised Herschel Walker in a fourth. Yeah. It was very lopsided. Basically, Jimmy Johnson said, 
I've talked to some guys and they said some of it say some people say it's one of the great trades in the history of the NFL and some say it's the great train robbery. Yeah. Turned out to be the latter in favor of Dallas. Yeah. So basically and, and Troy Aikman, keep this in mind at this time he's like, So I found out we traded one of the only good players on our team for that. And I was like, uh, he didn't know what to think of it at the time. He's like, what are we doing? Yeah. First year head coach Jimmy Johnson and like a young owner and uh, Jerry Jones. I mean, well, not extremely young, but I mean, like I think he's going to say that man fired Tom Landry. He's not that young. Yeah. he. Yeah. I know. know. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Wait, Jerry Jones on Landry? No, he fired him. Oh yeah, fired. Yeah, Jerry Jones bought the bought the team from Texas Shram and fired Tom Landry. Sounds about right. And yeah. The guy... <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm, saying I'm saying but, no regret, but that sounds about right. Yeah, but anyway, the guy back to the Russell Wilson trade. Um. I see a lot of key similarities here because if you think about it, if if you look at it this way, with those two first-round picks, they could get a QB. With one of those two second-round picks, they could get a QB. They could get rid of Drew Locke. They could um, trade him away for probably a third or maybe even a second. They could get him for a second. Um, they have a decent tight end in Tyler Higby, so I don't think they worry about that. Yeah. And they could get a first out of him, or they don't worry about Noah Fant. They get a first out of him. They flip him for a first. Um, I, I don't think you get a first for Noah Fant, though, honestly. I think you could. He's scared. Yeah, you could if you gave him to the right team. Maybe. <laughs> but, uh, there's some teams out there okay, that be making crappy you could, calls, bro. You could, you could put yeah. him in a package for, like, a late first round, maybe. Yeah. He ain't maybe. a first okay. skill-wise. Hypothetically, yet, but... hypothetically. But you, you could get him off say... some teams. Arizona. Arizona, yeah. Hypothetically, Arizona. And mm-hmm. you could throw in like a third, something like that, and no fan for first. Yeah. Right. And that would systematically work. Right. Because Arizona needs a first – or well, they need a tight end. Yeah. And I'm, no offense, already had experience. So, I mean, that, that would boost in favor for him. And then Shelby and, Harris, I mean – I'd actually keep him around because yeah, they've the biggest thing is apparently according to their lineup, Shelby Harris was a defensive tackle in Denver. I remember that because they had better edge rushers than him, but apparently they've actually flipped him to defensive end um, in Seattle. Yeah. So, and I kind of get that idea. But, I mean, they do need defensive ends, so it kind of makes sense in that aspect. Yeah, yeah, for real. But, in all honesty, overall, the question is, will the Denver Broncos live to regret this? And <laughs> I actually think, they- but, hey, that's, that's my opinion. Considering the thing they've been lacking so far. Yeah, like, for, for four like, or five years, they have been lacking that. They that's had true. a black quarterback at one point. KJ Hamler. Yeah, KJ Hamler. Yeah. And right. honestly, hey, 
This works out for both sides. He was one of the best there, quarterbacks he's had in a long time because yeah. he could do. Denver gets a quarterback that's that's as good as Peyton Manning was, and then um, Russell Wilson gets his offensive line that he always wanted. Yeah, and me saying what I'm saying is not shots at any Denver Bronco quarterback. It's just saying they were balanced at everything. But KJ Hamler only had to focus on one thing and be really good at, and that was that's right. You know, it's kind of funny, though. I've always gotten a kick out of this, and I love to poke at Denver fans for it and the Denver Broncos themselves. You you realize they've had to trade for every single great quarterback they've ever had, right? Well, oh, man. Peyton, no, every single one. Free agent, but, I mean, hey, yeah. Technically. Technically. Well, technically, they had to trade for Peyton Manning ah. because he still was under the Indianapolis Colts. Technically, yeah. They technically had to trade for him. And in all honesty, people forget this, but they had to trade for John Elway back in 83. Yeah, they did. Because he was drafted by the Baltimore Colts. He refused to play there. So instead, oh, right. the Broncos picked him up in a trade. So they've gotten all their best quarterbacks from trades for other from other teams. Yeah. It's kind of funny. I love to think about it and laugh. Yeah. <laughs> They've never been able to draft a talent, and when they did, they traded them. They traded him away for Russell Wilson. <laughs> I mean, hey, which is kind of epic, because because uh, personally, I'm excited as a football fan to see Russell Wilson versus Patrick Mahomes twice every year at the least. It's gonna be so much fun. Yeah, if we don't see them in the playoffs, in the postseason. Oh. Or, or, if, or if he's flat on his back for most of the game because okay. Chris Jones and Melvin Ingram are going to eat him alive. Okay, okay. Honestly, though, think about it, y'all. There's three, <laughs> at least three teams in this conference. Guaranteed, the Chargers, the the I'm sorry, the Broncos, and the Chiefs that are going to make the playoffs. At yeah. least a guarantee. I mean, they're just – you look at Justin Herbert. I mean, the dude threw for like a top three in the league, like fifty or, or no five thousand yards, and had like thirty eight touchdown passes. You got Russell Wilson with the Broncos and their upcoming offense. It looks like now, and the Chiefs—they've always been good on offensive side. So I mean, hey, and then Vegas is always just a coin at least. Yeah, and then Vegas is always just a coin flip. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it just depends. Depends on if they draft good. Depends on if they draft somebody that won't get released in like two years. Depends. Yeah. But yeah. I'm happy right. for Russ. I'm happy yeah. for Seattle. I'm happy for Denver. And I will be so happy. I will never be happier to see Russell Wilson just lying in pain on the field after he gets hit by Chris Jones, Melvin Ingram, and Nick Bolton. Yeah. So. Seriously. Melvin Ingram and company. So. Twice a year. Man. Also, it's going to be weird to see him in a Broncos uniform. Yeah. That's what I was thinking earlier. I was like, man, the reality check in that. Yeah. Oh, like bread. Okay, so before we get stuck on this one for a while, is there anything else you got, Eric? Um, let's see. 
Dallas's whole thing. We already ranted about that. Uh, Orlando yeah. Brown, David Njoku, Calvin Oi getting cut, Jesse yeah. Bates, Calvin Ridley suspension, Mike Gesicki, Dalton Schultz, Aaron Rodgers resigning, Russell Wilson trade, or Mike what? Williams. Uh, oh, yeah, and Brian uh, Wagner – or Bobby Wagner, sorry. Got cut. Oh, yeah, Bobby Wagner tra- or uh, cutting – uh, Chris Godwin, Devontae Adams get franchise tagged. Oh. Um, Josh Gordon getting resigned, and Harold Landry mm. getting signed. Huh. Okay. I think we've covered everything. I think we have too. You know, there's one more topic I think that maybe might need to be addressed a little more because it's interesting. What are you thinking? So, this is an idea I actually threw to Eric earlier. Uh, the Carolina Panthers are reportedly fielding offers for Christian McCaffrey. Yes, for Christian McCaffrey. And this is interesting. I mean, they said they want at least one first and I think a low-cap player, which I think his limit would be like a late – or no, I say like the highest would be like a 22nd, 25th, somewhere in the – Lower end, mid range of the twenties and the thirty, like like the end part of the round, first round, basically. That's where I see yes. cap at because how would you give a top fifteen pick for a player that is banged up the last year or so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you get paid that much, and you're kind of a little uncertain about. So hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I threw the idea out there to Eric yeah, yeah, yeah. before we got on the show, guys. That. Maybe a team like a certain Kansas City Chiefs team could pull a trade here. Now, think about it. They haven't had a decent running back that made their offense that second-level notch like they did when they had Kareem Hunt. Now, think about it. You had the ground-pound game where you could set up the play-action bootleg off the screen. With a play action yeah. off of a jet sweep because everyone got their eyes on Tyreek or before McCole Harden was there. Yeah. And you say, oh, there goes Tyreek. Oh, it's a fake. They're going right back on screen pass to Kareem Hunt. They did that so many times yeah. when they had him. And he took it to the house almost every time. Yeah. And Kareem Hunt was just that good back. He was like – he was a power back. I mean, he was something special. If he did not mess up the way he did, he was going to be good with the Chiefs. And I think their offense would have been – Top five every year for the rest. Patrick Mahomes, yeah. Kansas City. But, hey, they needed a a good running back to step – make that offense go somewhere. And they've they've had good running backs, don't get me wrong, in uh, Daryl Williams and Jarek McKinnon and some other names in the past. But Clyde. My boy – Yes, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. We love you. Don't you forget it. Honestly, Clyde, he's he's not at that time when Kareem was with him. He's not a Kareem Hunt. I mean, yeah, he's not level Kareem. How dare you talk? How dare you talk smack about the Fresh Prince of Hilaire? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. That was a thing going around leading up to the 2020 draft. I. It just I, came back to me. It was funny. I, I like that. That's pretty good. But yeah. honestly, <laughs> I've always seen Claude Elaire as a second down running back. And I mean, 
Actually, <laughs> actually, I mean, I mean, you think about you it. Bet, you better not. You better not say try trade Clyde for Christian McCaffrey because I, I nope. Hey, I'm I not mean, even I going get, to entertain get, the I thought. Get, I get Patrick was like, hey, you know, I kind of want to go with this guy here, yeah. and everybody's like, okay, we well, need running back. We'll take it, but. Christian McCaffrey, would you deny him, Patrick? <sighs> would you deny that man? I mean, the dude's like kind of like a wide receiver running back, and then I mean he had that, he had that one thousand one thousand yard season. And yes, receiver. I would love to deny him, and I'll tell you why. Oh, Eric, because recently, oh, Eric, for the past two seasons, he's had a little bit of problems, and it's called injury. It's well, hey, not playing. Hey, exactly. He's uh, he's, he's not. I feel bad for listen, him, but... every running back is banged up here and there. I mean, Clyde, he was out like half the season last year. Because... Yeah, but we had like a crap ton of other options. Yeah, yeah but Williams I, and I, I already talked to Eric about this. They're not McKinnon. He's a free agent. Daryl yeah. Williams. He's him and Jerick McKinnon. McKinnon right. didn't even show right. up till the postseason. You right? True. And, and exactly. and they've always been a top or top level second string, you right? Kind of bottom level first string, and that's because they're not always consistent. And that's not because necessarily their fault, but they haven't got a ton of reps and touches. But you right? When you got Tyreek and Travis Kelsey out there, are you going to give them a ton of touches? You right? It depends on the situation. It, it depends on the situation, but I mean, like you, you get right. what you get. What I'm saying. Like, well, I mean, Daryl Williams did half moss a corner. You right. Yeah, but like I'm saying, Eric, that's I know that's, I know what you're talking about. I just wanted to make that point again. Yeah. But I'm anyway. Vegas, listen, okay. I'd love to keep them. Awesome. I'd love to keep them, but yeah, I don't no. think starter where I think they're you're really right. good second string, but I don't think they're starters. I mean McKinnon, guess what? I think you're he'd right. be the better option over all of them if we could bring him back because he kind of showed that fast right, elusive power. At the yeah. end, in my I'd... opinion, I'd probably give up McKinnon. No offense, I do like him as a player, but Daryl Williams just proves he had a bit more upside. Uh well, that's just me. I I just feel like Daryl Williams just kind of showed yeah. out like half the season whenever uh, Clyde wasn't wasn't there. Yeah, you know he was true. reliable. Daryl Williams was did show he was. He was the consistent guy over there. But, I mean, I, and guys, I, I goes for Derek Gore. I love Derek Gore, but we're going to have to get rid of him. Yeah, yeah they're going to have to get rid of him because Wait. there's there's so much hard work and good fundamental playing that you can go, and that's what Derek Gore was. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm not disregarding the man, but, I mean, that's just – that's how that's what he played like. And no, that's good. That's good. Don't get me wrong. That's good. That's good. You want players like that, but oh yeah, man, it's just you, oh yeah. Man. Anyway, um, I I would really like it if they could have a chance at getting Christian because I think it would take that offense to another level. If you have Daryl Williams back, great. If you could get a chance to get Clyde back too, great. I would actually, think if you that... think about it like this, Clyde is still. Still doesn't really need an extension yet. I think it's still under his rookie contract right now. But yeah. uh, basically, here's what I would do, hypothetically. It would be a great one-two punch if you took your first 
and either Daryl Williams or Jarek McKinnon and send it over to Carolina and see what happens. Yeah. I, th- I actually, I like that. That's an interesting thought. I mean, you'd have to maybe restructure Frank Clark's salary just to afford him, but. Yeah, that's true. Or you could just cut him, save some cap room, get someone, you know. Yeah, you or... get someone cheaper, kind of with a little more potential and upside, I guess, maybe. Yeah. There's, there's some young ones in this draft. Uh, this... Draft class, there's tons of edge rushers, and then there's tons of players really in free agency that could be solid stars. I mean, you could sign like a Keem Hicks, who would be a solid, solid rotational piece in there, and then, then you get a lot of late, maybe early first, or not first, but like day two, day three, yeah. starting e. defensive linemen, basically. E. Yeah. Or safety, safety because Tyran, but. Oh, yeah. Uh, or we try to move up into like the top five or top ten and get Kyle Hamilton. Oh, now I'd I rather know, we'd have to give up an arm and a leg to do it. But I'd know. honestly yeah. rather just sit there and take Daxton Hill, who ran like what a four three. Or Lewis Seen. Good lord. Or Lewis Seen, who ran a four three five, and that dude's a hard hit. But hard what hit. about Kyle? Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. Why would you give up an arm and a leg just to move up and get that? I mean, I, he's good. He's six four eighty. But gosh, you'd have to give up. I know. Ton, like maybe a Nick Bolton, maybe a no. <laughs> they can't have him. Maybe a Clyde Edwards Elaire. <laughs> okay, that one I'm not as attached to as Nick Bolton. Okay. I'll agree. <laughs> like I like Clyde, but yeah. I'm not a, as okay. attached to him as I am with Nick Bolton or C yeah. or uh, Nicole. Okay. I mean, hey, yeah, that's just honest truth. And I, I really like this idea of Christian McCaffrey getting traded because Panthers they haven't given him nothing. They, they the, really quarterback, the quarterback, the quarterback, and well, he's been, no, off, well, no offense, but it's hard to give a running back something whenever they're off the field half the time with injury. And, and honestly, yeah, that's true. But like every time, good running backs got payday. You know what happens? You look at Ezekiel Elliott. You look at Christian McCaffrey. You look at everybody in the past. David Johnson, even they. They get the payday. They may have a year or so they do good, and like, or even half a year, and then boom, like something happens, they drop yeah. off. That's why. Speaking of Z, actually, that's for another day. Anyway, <laughs> I'm that's just why running back more disposable, yeah. re reusable. I guess, or not reusable, yeah. but sorry, like you should you shouldn't have brought up Zeke. Now I'm now part of yeah. me just wants to start going yes. onto a rant. Anyway, yeah, uh, I think me and Sam might have to sign off, y'all. Uh, okay, well, I guess this is a good place to stop anyway. I think we're done with everything that we can talk about right now. We've granted enough for tonight. Yeah. I'm just messing, oh, but hey, well, can't always. Never too much. All right. I guess we'll move well, I guess we'll end it here anything you want to say Jeremiah 
I just don't forget to keep God number one, guys. Thanks for listening. Love y'all. Peace. Peace. Peace.